Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. So as I'm driving, which by the way, I have both hands on the wheel, both eyes on the road, uh, but I do have my voice memo recording on. Uh, I just wanted to grasp some of these thoughts and put them down before I forget them. Um, I was really starting to think about a lot of the customer service that has been happening lately that has just got me a little worried. Um, I guess the busier we are getting and we're hoping and relying on these services to just take care of us and be there when we expect them aren't necessarily looking out for us or at least haven't figured out how to build the right AI or whatever they're trying to do or algorithm so that they can provide some type of service. Um, which, by the way, if anyone ever listens to this, I'd be more than happy to problem shoot it with you and figure it out. But let's start with Wow Cable. Okay, Wow Cable, I switched to them two years ago. The two years. Two years and like four months. The reason why I know it was two years and four months is because I have their automatic payment that we negotiated and agreed upon in my bill pay which is my bank app, so that every month when I go into my budget, which is again, my online banking, I authorize a payment of that amount to the place. As usual, I, I know and I can see back when I pay it so I know which check it goes, blah, 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 blah. So, I get this bill in the mail that's all in red, it's a new one, that's basically warning me because even though I've been paying them my monthly payment on time every month, it was actually about $28 higher each time for the last four months. So therefore, I'm more than $100 negative with owed money over three months, and they're warning me. Like, what? Are you serious right now? So, mind you, I signed up for a two-year contract. And even during that two-year contract, I had to have a nice long talk with somebody who was still trying to master English as a second language. Kudos to you, by the way, for trying. But it took a very long time to communicate what it is I was trying to explain because it was a little more, you know, tricky than I just want HBO. It was dude, I did this contract, these are the boxes I have, this is the moment, this was the agreement, why all of a sudden is my bill 20 bucks higher? So long story short, I got it taken off and assured that it was going to be good. So I figured, which again, fool me twice. So I get a hold of somebody. I can't remember his name, it was probably Bob, but it wasn't. And he was trying to talk to me about how I was going to pay back the late charge. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about the late charge other than the fact that I have it and I shouldn't. So explain to me what changed and why I have it. And of course, you know, he's going through the whole rigmarole. It took 20 minutes and putting me on hold, which by the way, he did put me on hold once to talk to his like cubicle supervisor. You know, I'm sure they like assign one person to like every eight cubes or something like that. Who knows? And I can hear her saying, basically teaching him and training him where to find it and what to look at in the computer and uh he could hear everybody else around there talking so i thought wow this is a whole new experience they actually figured out i was listening to the whole thing and then they put me on hold but 
Um, and again, it wasn't inappropriate or anything. It was just funny listening to her trying to explain to him and then them trying to figure it out together. When the whole point of it was, my contract had expired because I hit my two-year mark as a loyal paid customer. So what did it do? It kicked me out of the system and put me in the month-to-month non-committal status, which was that much higher. Pissed me off. And I'm like, so you're telling me that that's what you do to a loyal customer? It's not, I get a card in the mail that says, congratulations, you've hit two years. Do you want to continue on with what you've got and sign here and contact us or text us or send us an email or blah, blah, blah? Or would you like to enhance your package with this new upgraded blah, 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 and only another $20 a month and da-da-da, contact us today. Wouldn't want you to fall into non-subscriber mode. Hell no. I don't get any of that stuff. I get a... Well, sorry, I mean, you had four months of it. You're going to just have to pay it. But I did talk to my supervisor, and if you want to sign up for two more years today, I can do that, and I'll make your bill back to what it was. Freaking kidding me again. Long story short, there's just no budget. That's the way it is. So I put them on hold, and I'm so pissed that I'm, like, looking at my husband saying, do you want to go back to DirecTV? Do you want to go back to Spectrum? I know we need email or internet. Spectrum was great. And he's like, no, because it's still going to be cheaper. Just deal with them, get it fixed, and heck with it. Screw it. I'm like, dang it. But he's right. We are, and that's the way it is, because that's the way it is. And next thing you know, I don't know, I'm sitting around some evening with my feet up. We're probably watching Dave Chappelle or Reese Witherspoon's Shine On on Netflix or something like that, just chilling. And I'm going through my Instagram feed, and I find this really cute one of those, you know, dot org, organic love all these products. They're going to come in a box, you know, like the brand list I thought was awesome, still do. Um, anyway, so I thought, oh, cool, what is this? It's an offer. Wow, you get a free $35 cleaning package of all these organic products when you spend $25, and it's free shipping. And I was like, huh, hmm. So I look into it, find it, see a bunch of things I think would be neat to try. Don't know if I want to come in or not, but why not try them? You know, it's a good deal. Heck with it. You get like 60 bucks for the stuff. It comes. It's great. It even has somebody handwritten, and you can tell, in a Sharpie. It says, thank you, Heather. And I'm like, you're welcome, Grove Collaborative. Ha ha ha. And then I even say, oh, you're awesome. I put it on Facebook or whatever, Instagram. Thank you. This is cool. Great, great experience, right? So then... I don't know, life goes on, and I end up with Sirius XM. I know, I know, it's my fault. I don't check my credit card statements as often as I should. There, I admitted it. I'm working on making it better because now I'm finding out that I get screwed, and I've actually quit using it as almost altogether as much as I could possibly do. Because the website is hard, it's cumbersome, it, the logins are weird, the security questions are changing all the time, and I'm like, I didn't even answer that. Anyway, long story, I always have to call them to have them help me get into my statement, because I don't get it mailed to me. It's frustrating. So, lo and behold, though, I get on there, because I want to see what's going on with this loot crate bill I got, because I auto-renewed for an entire year. I used to get my kids loot crates. Thought it was adorable. They loved it. It'd show up on the porch. It was like Christmas once a month. You sign up for a full year, they give you 30% off. 
Well, guess what? My year expired. They auto-renewed it without even asking me, and it was at the full price. Not a loyal customer price, not a congratulations price, no. Like 380 bucks. It hit my card. So that's why I'm trying to get into my credit card, okay? Fine. Back to SiriusXM. SiriusXM, I find out I'm getting charged 20 bucks a month per vehicle. And I was like, what the F? I know that when I renewed it, which took me an hour last year, and I have it as March, so it's not even been a year. This was March. I got it worked out to where we did 78 bucks a year. I can live with 78 bucks a year. That's fine. It's my radio. I appreciate it. I understand you don't have a lot of commercials, but let's be real. You do have commercials. So I'm just saying I like it. I enjoy it. I pay 78 bucks a year. Leave me alone. No, I'm paying 20 bucks a month, and I have been. Damn it. I let it go. I had been. I hadn't been checking it. So sure as crap, I'm on the phone with SiriusXM. Don't know his name. I think it might have been Phil, but it really wasn't. You know, good times, whatever. Um, anyway, I'm on the phone with them, and they're telling me that it's because it uh, one car expired. Okay? Not the one I did in March. Because the one I did in March was fixing the whole deal, but it was letting me still run through with the one that was already currently optioned, which was June, which was the van, because they didn't make your cars unified on the same date. No, they staggered it by the date you bought the car. I'm like, oh, that's a really smart, you know, family plan there. But anyway, continue on, ma'am, because I've now had to switch. Because this dude tells me, no, that offer is only for new customers. You bought your new car in June. That is why your new customer, we could give you deal. And I'm like, so you're telling me, even though we've been having XM for five years and I bought a new car last year which gave me some free stuff, I'm no longer a new customer. No. So you need me to cancel my services and become a non-customer so that maybe one day all those flyers and ads I see in the mail that are always telling me to upgrade and change six bucks a month, blah, blah, blah. I go, that's, that's not for me. You're accidentally mailing it to me because I'm a customer. Yes. I said, great. Then I would like to cancel my SiriusXM. Hold, please. I have to transfer you to another department. So then I get to this department. This guy's, he can actually, I can understand him a little bit better. You can tell he's moved up in the ranks. Good for him. Proud of him. He probably does, you know, a little bit better on the pay. Right away, he's like, oh, no, no, ma'am. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. So he's fixing all of it. He's taking care of it. But in the meantime, i got to go through the whole process of onboarding it and getting it all fixed. So I'm still on there for 20 minutes, even though he's doing exactly what I needed him to do. But shame on me for not looking at my credit card statement. And I guess my I must get an email somewhere, but it's going to junk. So again, I'm negligent. I get it. I don't get credited back nothing for what I paid. Same as the other. Fine. Okay, I gotta eat that for being stupid. But here's the thing. I don't like that I have to constantly watch. I don't wanna have to always be checking on them and making sure they're doing the right thing. It's really starting to tick me off because if I know where I work, we would just do the right thing and we would eat it because we would feel bad because that customer felt so bad and we want their experience to be better. Are we gonna lose something? Probably, but you know what? That's your one freebie. Now, if you do it again, We'll be like, come on, dude, you got to check because this is the way our system is. But in the meantime, I'd be on the back end trying to figure out how to fix our system so that we get proactively understanding what's going to happen and that we can start communicating to them before that happens. Or better yet, just roll it. Just keep rolling it. What do you care? Just roll it. Why tick them off in the first place? They're content. You're content. No one's caring. Let it roll. 
no, they got to squeeze the grape and piss you off and make you leave. Anywho, back to me being on my credit card statement. I got Sirius XM fixed. I found that. But the reason why I was on my credit card statement was because I was trying to figure out what the hell happened with Loot Crate. Well, I didn't see a charge on there for Loot Crate. That's where I found that one. So then I get into my PayPal. My PayPal saying that that's where it is. So PayPal prepaid this auto renewal from Loot Crate that sucked balls. And then it was saying that I owed them. So it was holding it as like a negative debit in my PayPal account. And I'm like, what the heck? That's horrible. I feel bad about it. So then I get on Loot Crate's website to find a phone number. And of course, there's no phone number. There's only a contact form. So then I fill out the contact form. And I'm basically saying I need to cancel the subscription. I did not authorize it. I'm sorry if I had it set up that way. I don't want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. And lo and behold, they had sent me an email back. And what they had asked me to do was um, they wanted me to... Sorry, I had to make sure I didn't miss a turn there. They wanted me to um, explain to them by taking a picture of my screen that it was definitely me that had that charge because then that's how they're verifying that it is who I am so that I can refund it to me or something like that. So I'm like, fine, whatever. So I take a picture of my screen and the charge and everything's fine. So I carry on. Then, I don't know, a couple weeks go by, I get a box on my doorstep that says Grove Collective and it's like a brand new box of things with a little Sharpie pen that says, thank you, Heather. And I'm like, for what? I didn't do anything. So then I start looking into their website on my phone and I can't find anything. I can get into the, uh, I can't even get into accounts that didn't have one. I actually had to create an account to get in there to find out what the even heck was going on. And I can't find anything that's going on. I can't even find anything that says a subscription. So I'm like, well, maybe they just accidentally sent me another one. Did maybe I get a referral or a thank you for you know sharing everything on Instagram? I don't know. I'll look into it in a minute. So I look into the loot crate side of it again. Nothing happens. I get a 30 days late notice again now from PayPal saying you have not paid this 300 and whatever 70 some dollars and some cents. And I'm like, what the heck? So I get back on loot crate again. And all I have is a form. And I'm like, look, can you please give me a phone number? I tried to cancel it, you know, yada, yada. Now, granted, I get a, an email back from a lady right away, which was pretty impressive. And it was apologetic as if it were really a human. And she's saying things like, but we just want to let you know, you know, due to filing Chapter 11 bankruptcy, we don't have to refund anything that was made after or before August of something something this year and I was like what and if you're contacting us because of your missing crates we assure you we are working diligently with our vendors to make sure all orders are fulfilled and I was like what the hell so anyway I respond back no worries I did it in October I'm trying to get it undone it's only been a month I be, should be able to get my refund in the meantime I call PayPal because I thought poor PayPal So, I just got another phone call from the Red Cross. They call my phone, uh, let's see, when I'm in the donation zone, which means I've passed the, I don't remember how many weeks it is, 12 weeks, 13 weeks, I don't know, whatever it is, to be able to give again, bam, it's like a wave. I get phone calls, texts, emails, 
and the emails and the texts don't really bother me necessarily. It just reminds me that I'm in the zone again. But the phone calls make me actually like resent them. And it makes me not, it makes me like, like I'm still going to give, but at the same time I'm like, damn it. And I've been that way a lot lately because there's just been a lot of charities that are like using the wrong, I guess, uh, platforms, approach, mentality, and you're going to lose. Like it's, you're like on a spiral downward. I'm trying to say, just stop, just stop. And I started saving their phone numbers as like Red Cross 1, Red Cross 2, because they also mix them up. I get one number calling me for like three or four days, and then, boom, I got a new number. And when I Google that number, it lets me know it's a Red Cross number. And the last people that were nonprofits that were asking for you to do something for them, and like, you know, like a solicit call, um, were the robocallers for feature films for families. And that's a, that's like a Christian production company that makes uh, wholesome movies. Like back in the day, they would have been the ones that Kirk Cameron ran now. And who knows, maybe they're behind it. I have no idea, but they used to make really good stuff. Like I actually, one time, one time when my little girl was five or six, I don't know, said, sure, Mr. Telemarketer, I'll do it. Well, that was 20 years ago. They still have me on a list, even though I've changed my phone number. That's creepy, but I've probably changed my phone number three times, come to think of it. But anyway, I really resented it because they kept calling me, calling me, like begging me to like donate because I have to like help out with these causes and stuff. And I said, look, take me off your list. I have adult children. I have kids that are outside of that circle now and I have no need to buy this. And I really, really wish that you would find new ways to communicate your movies instead of using telemarketers because that was like 1992 and you need to knock your shit off. Sorry. And I, I'm done. Like, I'm done. And I even have them saved in my phone as no, no one, no, t no two, no three. And the funny thing is, is, the reason why I bring them up is because I'm going to guess that the Red Cross Future Films for Families United uh, Way, they probably all pay the same direct marketing, telemarketing, robocall, direct marketing like firm. And it's because it's the same MO. Like they might be different numbers, but that's fine. Call centers buy like buckets of numbers and they rotate them all through. And then based on who picks it up, that's when the the operator hops on and he's like, oh, where's my script? Oh, this is this client and this is this script. Call that one. So I got them to pick up because no one's going to pick them up. And if they do, they hang up. So I don't know what their open rate would be. What one out of 100 calls actually talks to them and then five out of 10 that talk to them donate something? I don't know. It's probably stupid little waste of time. There's like 50 million other ways to do it. Like, for instance, one, quit paying them. Two, partner with like a freaking 23andMe or Ancestry or one of those dudes or whoever or some type of research company that's trying to cure something that's got a blood disease, like maybe a, a, a research science lab that is trying to cure a disease that affects blood and you will partner with them to share data 
and the financed arrangement will help you fund a better campaign where maybe you can actually hire like a, a filmmaker kind of guy or person or team or woman or whoever and they record the stories that are freaking amazing about your app about how you text me and you let me know where my blood went now, i don't know to whom but i know to where and i know when you might have sat it in a fridge for a month it might have sat in a fridge for three days so i know you go through it and it's really cool to know like i've been to different like cities outside of like two hours away from where i live so anyway that's amazing like tell those stories like tell the guy that got it or tell the person that donated it or blah, 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 and get their heart into it and get them to realize that that's why you get blood because you know that that's it. And you think, oh, if my child needed blood, I'm glad people give blood. Like you do that and you know they screen it, you know it's sanitary, you know you're not going to get diseases or anything like that. And I do it. I do it all the time. That's why I'm like, leave me alone. I'm coming anyway. So just take me off your list. And please, for the love of God, there's a reason why you now have to offer $15 Amazon gift cards for when you donate blood. It's because people aren't doing it anymore. People are scared of needles. I don't, I don't know what they all are, but here's the thing. Maybe you have a blood disease. Maybe you left the country in the last year. Maybe you had sex with a man between 1976 and 1979 in England and was there for more than six months at a period of time. I don't know, whoever you may be that can't give blood, guess what? We just told you these film stories all over social, tape, cable, OTT, everywhere. And now we have people in droves paying $19 a month so that, you know, the, the dogs don't die and the little Shriner kids send you a blanket or whatever. And that's how they contribute because they can't give their physical blood. Now you've got another revenue stream. Then two, the people that can give blood add questions 41 and 42 to the intake app and ask them do you mind if we share this this and this of your identifying you know demo whether it be maybe your age and your gender and your blood type or whatever I don't know just whatever they need to help make their thing more complete then they can say yes or no and if they say no fine just let the company that you partnered with know the denial to acceptance rate so you can also build out that ratio and know who you're talking to and what that demo looks like because it's all going to be right there so go that way with it and i don't know bring it back to the reason why people give it's not because they're receiving like hey shriners don't send me a blanket i don't need a blanket um thank you card maybe a picture of a kid that you know like the ones you used to adopt in another country would just send you a little thank you letter I don't know, something cool, but I don't want a freaking blanket. And guess what? You probably spent a ton of money on those blankets and they came from China and now they're going to cost more anyway. So just get rid of it. Uh, who else? I'll ask or whatever. Sarah McLaughlin is now going to forever be tied to that. I mean, you've been branding that song for like, I don't even know, 10 years. And I get it. People hear the song now and they correlate it with it. So radio play and airplay is probably free. But you know what? No one's listening to free airplay anymore. It's all paid. It's all directional. It's all chosen. And I don't know about you guys, but I used to love that song, and now I don't because I see a freaking dog with half its eyeball hanging out of its head, like shaking in the cold with its ribs and looking at you like as it zooms in. So no, I don't want to listen to it. Nope. Alexa, skip. That's what I say about that too. So I don't know. I don't know. Whoever you guys is marketing people are or strategists or whatever they are I don't know you need to have talk with them 
because our behaviors are changing and yours are not. You are doing the same freaking thing you did 20 years ago and it doesn't work anymore. You have to rethink this. Anyway, that's all I gotta say about that. Sorry to rant. You guys are doing really, really, really good things. It's all in the presentation. bothers me Wichita do you know why Wichita bothers me because I don't know about you but I haven't been there and I'm really not planning on it but what if the state of Wichita I'm sorry it's not a state it's a city which makes it even better it's a city sorry what if the city of Wichita started making these cool branded shirts that say I put the witch in Wichita and sell them to anyone who lives in Wichita and wants to wear them or play another word. I don't know. Play Wichita all over. I don't know. That, that can use work. It doesn't have to be I put the witch in Wichita. But you could even create a line of them. I don't know. But anyway, you make these shirts, right? And you start bringing, you know, building the city pride. And what you do with the money is, I mean, you pay off what you had to pay to print the shirts, but trust me, if you want to do it, call me. I can totally hook you up with an amazing company and soft shirts, and they're awesome, amazing for everything. Um, but anyway, um, you take the revenue, everything you make off of them, and you use that to fund amazing concerts that you can't afford. Like, I don't know, some something that would go with Wichita. What would you do? I don't know, like, think of a big person that would tie in. I can't think of anyone off my head that would go with that theme, so it would have to be something else, like, I don't know, but I'm saying think big, like, million-dollar-plus acts. Zach Brown Band, uh, Eric Church, um, anyway, I don't know, but, like, even Eric Church, you know, he's got whatever, he's got the, what are they, the the church group, the congregation, I don't know, whatever they are, the people that follow him, church family, I don't know, what that thing um make it like an exclusive event like that and make Wichita like something whatever I mean you figure you'd have enough revenue you could decide what direction you go maybe you do a survey of your town and you find out no it's Maroon 5 we have to have a Maroon 5 weekend or um pink you know everybody wants pink that's who they voted for that's who we're bringing because we got all this money because you're all buying our shirts and we love you anyway uh, I, I might want to come to Wichita but right now Nah. It's just fun to say and nobody plays on it. So that's all I gotta say. And there you have it. Another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one. Or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one. Thank you.